to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Ephesians chapter 5. If you want to turn there, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Some of the great words in all the Bible, and boy, are they pertinent as we look at a new year. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Be careful how you live. And the way you should live is as a wise person, not an unwise person. Making the most of every opportunity. New opportunities in store for 2024. Yeah, it took me a long time to come up with that. But I think it's good. New opportunities in store for 2024. There are new opportunities out there. There are new opportunities for all of us in the new year. We need to be able to recognize them and respond to them. See them and seize them. And we can. In fact, that's why I'm here today. To help you to understand how God is going to work in the new year and to take advantage and make the most of the opportunities that God is going to bring your way. It is limitless, the opportunities and possibilities that exist in the new year. Limitless. It's just a matter of, will you see them? Will you see them? It begins here, expecting opportunities. You need to begin the new year expecting God to bring opportunities into your life. Many times, what we expect are bad things. I want you to enter the new year with the mindset of expecting good things. Of expecting God's favor, of expecting God's blessings, of expecting miracles to happen. Of expecting the unexpected. That you might look at a new year and say, there are great opportunities coming my way in 2024. But you have to be looking for them. Have you ever bought a new car? And after you get your car, you're driving down the road, and you're like, hey, there's my car. Ooh, in silver. Oh, I like that. And then the next day you're driving, and you're like, hey, there's my car again. Well, this time it's like in white. Okay. Wow. Wow. A lot of people have my car. Here's the newsflash. Those cars have been passing you by. You just never looked for them because you didn't own the car. And so you weren't aware of the car and you weren't focused on the car. And then as you start focusing on the car because you just bought it and everyone likes their new car, you start seeing the car everywhere. Here's the bad news so I can get to the good news. The bad news is this year, that's ending today in 2023, there were opportunities that went right, right by you and you missed them. 
But in 2024, you're going to be looking for opportunities, and when they come your way, you're going to see them. And the reason you're going to see them is because you're looking for them. If you're not looking, you can't see it, but if you're looking for them, you'll see them. You have to be looking. You have to be preparing yourself for the opportunities. Because opportunities can appear without any advance warning. They just appear. And it could be a financial opportunity. It could be a career opportunity. It could be a relational opportunity. It could be any kind of opportunity that God wants for your life. And if you're looking, you go, oh, oh, wow, what's this? But if you're not looking, it'll pass you by. I heard someone say this recently, and I thought, wow, I just, some of the things people say. Here's what the guy was saying. I, I mean, I believe his heart was in the right place. He said, it's all right, you didn't miss the boat, there's other boats coming. Well, yes, there are other boats coming, but not that boat. You missed that boat. That boat came and it went and you missed it. The window of opportunity opened and then it closed. Yeah, there's more boats coming. But what if it was that boat was the boat? What if that boat was the person you were supposed to spend the rest of your life with? What if that boat was the job that was really the launch of a long, happy, successful career? What if that boat was the business opportunity that you would have loved and would have fulfilled you in your life and work? What if that was the boat that had the key to bringing you the kind of health and wellness that you need and want so that you can live the life that you want to live? And you missed it. But you're not going to miss it this coming year. Because you're going to be looking for it. You're going to be looking for it. Opportunities are rarely labeled. Opportunity! Because if they were, anyone could take advantage of them. Just go back to the scripture, just again. Be very careful. If I said to you, be very careful. I just spent yesterday in a home with more children than I've been around in a long time. Was more like a nursery or, uh, you know, a daycare than an actual home. I live in a home right now. It has me and my wife. It's big. It's pretty empty. Yesterday, lots of children. So what do you hear with lots of young children? Careful, 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 careful. And what you say that because attention that's attention in German I found that out recently when I was in Germany so tension you know they say and you're like what, what are you? and then you look on their face and you're like something they don't want you to do I don't know but let's just not do it be very careful be very aware to be careful is to be aware to understand your surroundings be very aware of how you live in 2024. Not as unwise people who are just like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> but as wise people making the most of every opportunity. 
Who knows what God has in store for you in 2024? Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, strength. Hello, love. Would you like that in 2024? Yeah, me too. It can happen. And you wouldn't want to miss it. You wouldn't want to miss the peace. You wouldn't want to miss the joy. You wouldn't want to miss the love. You wouldn't want to miss the strength. So you have to be looking and expecting. You have to have an expectation. Instead of having an expectation of bad things and negative things, have an expectation of good things and positive things. I'm expecting good things. You know, we're up, Pastor Webb's up here, all the prayer needs sickness. It's real. It's, I'm not denying it for, for, for one minute. You've got to pray for people when they're sick. And you could think, well, you know, that's just how it goes. But it doesn't have to be that way. During the pandemic, it went to eight countries, 17 states, was on scores of airplanes, and I never got COVID. I still have never gotten COVID. So you can just be like, I expect to get it, or you can say, I expect not to get it. I expect to be healthy this year. Why don't you just enter the year with that expectation? I expect to be healthy. Yeah, but, yeah, but, no, no buts. Just, I expect it. I'm entering the new year, and I'm looking for opportunities for health and wellness. I'm not looking for opportunities for anything else. And when I see them, I'm going to take advantage of those opportunities. I'm going to expect that God is going to bring them my way. And here's the thing. Sometimes, in this new year, Challenges are going to come your way. And guess what? Those can be opportunities. Some people call challenges what? You know the word they use? I don't like the word very much. Problems. I like the word challenges better. It's just a more positive way. Sometimes opportunities are disguised as problems. So you enter into the new year and you're like, Pastor Rick said it was going to be peace and joy and love. <laughs> And I got a problem. What happened? Maybe the problem is really an opportunity in disguise. Guy named George de Mastral, whoever heard of him, but I'll tell you, you know what he did. He's out in the woods because he likes to be outside, so he's out in the woods. And one of the things that happens when he's out in the woods that he doesn't like is those little burrs, you know, they stick to your shoes. And I don't know if you've ever had like a dog on a walk. Our dog picks them all up. It takes you forever to pull them all off. And he's like, these things are so irritating. He's an engineer by training. One day he just went back uh, and he took one of the burrs and he put it under a microscope. And uh, he... he he saw something. And it got him thinking. And he ended up inventing something. You may have heard of it. Velcro. Became a multimillionaire. He took a problem, burrs, realized that they are really what? Natural Velcro. Invented Velcro. Velcro is used on all kinds of ways took a problem and made it into an opportunity. Amen? Amen. It's, a, it's your mindset. I'm going to look in this new year, and when I have a problem, I'm not going to say, life stinks, God doesn't care about me, and you're going to get all negative. You're going to say, hmm, I wonder if there's an opportunity here. 
I wonder if there's an opportunity in, in the midst. Even sickness can be an opportunity to get healthier. To realize what's making you sick so you can get healthier so you're not sick so much. Don't just dismiss the challenges, the problems, and say, this is stressful, this is irritating, this is difficult. Say, is there in the midst of this problem an opportunity for something good to come out of it? Sometimes you go through things, and when you go through them, it shows you things about yourself you just don't see in any other way. It's true. And so when you're in that tough spot, in that hard place, you begin to evaluate yourself, and you see things that need to change. And when you make those changes, your life gets better. And you wouldn't have done it. Sometimes you're flat on your back, maybe in a hospital. And you're like, wow, how did I get here? And what do I have to do? What has to change? Maybe someone walks out from your life and you wonder, what went wrong? What is it that I need to do differently? How is it that I need to change? Maybe you lose your job and you have to ask yourself, why did I get let go? What? Well, there's layoffs. Yeah, but some were laid off and some weren't. Why was I the one? These are not easy things. And some people just don't want to think that way. So they just bury it, stuff it, never think about it, never consider it. Then they just go to the next job and then that doesn't work out either. Or they go to the next marriage. Can I just tell you, as a guy who's married a lot of people, the divorce rate's 50% for first marriages. But for second, it's, it's lower because people learn from their mistakes, right? It's 60%. Well, definitely, if you got married a third time, you would definitely have learned and it would be better. It's 70%. Hello? We're not learning. So, the problem is it could be an opportunity to make your life better. To allow God, Holy Spirit, to tap you on a shoulder and say, the Holy Spirit's role, the Bible says, is to guide us, but also to convict us. Strong word, you know, conviction, like going to jail. But what it really just means is to like speak to us and to show us like, Maybe something needs to change. Maybe there's something here that needs to change. And then we just open ourselves up to the fact that, yeah, maybe there is something that needs to change. What is it that I can change? There are opportunities that are coming. And sometimes people overlook them. And you, meet, you need to make sure you're not one of those people. Ask the questions. Be inquisitive. Have a kind of inquisitive mentality. Don't just blow things off. Go a little deeper and see if there isn't something there. Asking questions, something Jesus did, there's something like 146 different questions that Jesus asked. 
So he asked a lot of questions, and Jesus knew everything. And guess what? We don't know everything. So we should ask even more questions. And maybe if we ask more questions, we might get some answers. And those answers might show us this opportunity that we hadn't even considered. Maybe we just need to just be working at it and working. But, you know, people say, just put your head down. Yes, put your head down and work. But really, you shouldn't put your head down. You should work hard, but keep your head up. When I first started playing football, no one ever told me this, and no one ever told me this. In all the years I played, no one ever said this. Keep your, they, they never said when you tackle, make sure your head is up. But then they realized that when you, because when you keep your head up, your spine bends a little. And then when you have impact, the energy flows through the bent. But if you put your head down, you can make your spine perfectly straight. And if your spine is perfectly straight and you're hit hard enough, what happens? It breaks. And people get paralyzed. So now they teach kids, you know, don't tackle with your head down. Keep your head up. So there's something about keeping your head up in football, but in life. Because if you keep your head up, then you can see things. Even while you're going, you know, you're working, you're, you know, you're hustling, you're grinding, but you're looking because there could be an opportunity in the midst of your work that you can take advantage of and you don't want to miss that opportunity. There was a guy one time and he was working with rubber and he had mixed it with sulfur and by mistake it dropped and it hit this stove that he was working over. But instead of the rubber melting as it hit the hot stove, the exact opposite thing happened. It hardened. And he was surprised by this, but he dug a little deeper into what was going on. Ultimately, he invented a process called vulcanization. And you may have heard of him his name was Charles Goodyear. And he started making tires, and it worked out pretty well. It all started with a whoopsie. Whoops! I dropped it on the stove. But instead of melting, it hardened, and he realized there's something about the sulfur mixed in with the rubber, and the rest is history. Sometimes your whoopsies can turn out to be opportunities. By the way, if you want the theology of that, it's called grace. God, in his graciousness to us, in his goodness that we sung about a few moments ago, what he does is he takes our mess-ups and he can turn it around into something good. He can take bad things and turn them around into good things. The ultimate expression of this would be the cross becomes the resurrection. Death becomes life. So God is in the process of working in us because none of us are perfect and we all make mistakes and we all drop stuff on the stove. Oops. But if instead of 
getting down on yourself and saying, I'm so stupid, what a loser, what an idiot, why did I do that? Instead of thinking that way about yourself, all of which those things, by the way, are not of God. All of those thoughts are the enemy. His name is the accuser. He is the one who condemns. The Bible in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So instead of getting down on yourself, you say, well, I messed up, but how could God use this? Maybe even in my mess ups, God could show me something about a new opportunity that he has for me about a better way for me to live my life than the way I lived it in 2023. Amen? It's exciting to think about. Because when God can take your mess-ups and turn them around into something good, I mean, that's pretty much the human race. That's all of us. And that's how you can say, hello, hope. That's the hope. The hope is not someday I'll be perfect and never make mistakes. No. The hope is even when I mess up, God can turn it around and give me a new opportunity. Because God's grace. And as we sang, and I love this, I really do, man. His goodness is running after you. You should be running after it. But he's running after you. God is running after you. The greatest story, and I'm going to tell you another one in a moment, that Jesus ever told was the story of the prodigal son. The son goes and parties and lives it up and just does all the things he shouldn't do and then realizes, what have I done with my life? And he just comes home thinking, well, maybe my father will at least let me be a servant so I have somewhere to live. I'll never be what I once was. And what does the Bible say? That the father was excited to see him and welcomed him back. That God's message to us is that God welcomes people back after their mistakes and their mess-ups. He doesn't pound us and judge us and punish us when we have the right heart. Yes? Now, if you mess up and you get all prideful and arrogant and say, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, then that's when you have trouble with God because the Bible says God opposes the proud. But when you're humble and you admit it, you know, to confess literally means to agree with. Con, whenever you see con, always means with. So to agree, you just agree. Who are you agreeing with? God. To confess your sins is simply to agree with God. God's like, I already know it, but I'm glad that you know it now too. Now we can do something. Now we have something to work with. So don't let the mess-ups of this past year come into the new year. And even though in the new year you won't be perfect, but the next time you mess up, you say, is there an opportunity here for me to do better? Is there an opportunity here for God to do something in my life he hasn't done before? So you have to be seeing the opportunity, right? You have to be Looking for it, expecting it, recognizing it, and then you have to respond to it. You, you have to seize it. It's not just seeing an opportunity, it's seizing the opportunity because the window of opportunity does open and close. It does not stay open forever. It probably stays open longer 
because of God's grace than we deserve, but at some point it's going to close. So you have to say, I've got to be ready to act, to seize, see and seize, to recognize and respond like, okay, there's something here. I need to act on it. I need to take the risk. I need to be, need to be decisive. God is opening something up for me. I need to make the most of the opportunity. In 2024, there are new opportunities in store. The question is, will you take advantage of them? Will you act upon them? About 20 years ago, just a little ways up the road in Cambridge, this guy invited five of his friends to his dorm room at Harvard. He said, I've got a really cool idea for a new business opportunity. Invited five, two showed up. He said, I've got this idea of using the internet to, to connect people together. I'm going to call it Facebook. The two guys that showed up, their names are Dustin, Dustin Moskovitz and Eduardo Severn. Both of them are billionaires today. And the guy, Mark Zuckerberg, is one of the richest men in the world. And what he invented has fundamentally changed. Yes, everybody knows Facebook and almost everybody is on Facebook. In fact, I'm on Facebook right now, speaking. The guy who invented and invited five people, two people seized the opportunity. They became billionaires. What do you think about those other three guys? What do you think their life has been like the last 20 years? There are words that can never be spoken from a pulpit that have probably been spoken by them. But we'll just say, rats. Gosh, golly, gee, I missed it. You missed it. Huge miss. Gigantic. My wife loves that movie. Um, oh, gosh. It's Pretty Woman. Do you know this movie? And, and the lady goes shopping first time, and no one wants to sell her anything in Beverly Hills because she looks like a prostitute because, in fact, she, she is one. So... But she comes back the next time with the help of the concierge from the hotel, and now all these ladies are ready to sell her stuff, and so she buys all this stuff, right? You know, like, believe me, I've, I've been in this picture before, so I know what it's like. So all the stuff, and then she walks up, and the lady looks like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff you bought. And she goes, you work on commission, don't you? And the lady's like, yeah. Yeah, I do work on commission. Yeah, well, you missed this one. Because you could have sold all this stuff to me yesterday and you didn't. Huge missed opportunity. Don't miss the opportunities in 2024. God will send you opportunities. God is going to send you opportunities. That is going to happen. Are you going to see them and are you going to seize them? Are you going to recognize them and are you going to respond to them? That is on you.
when you came in today, you received this card that says 2024 Declaration. And the reason why you received it is because this is a good way to remind yourself of what we're talking about today. You could put this on your refrigerator or on your bathroom mirror or on the dash of your car or your computer or whatever. But it simply says, well, let's just understand what a declaration is. In a secular world, it might be called an affirmation. And in the Christian world, it would be called a declaration. It's words that you speak. There's power in words. I could take you through a whole neuroscience five-minute lecture, but I won't. But I could. There's power in words. What you say impacts your brain. It, ch it can change your life. That's why the Bible simply says this. What? He's, there's power of life and death in the tongue, in the words that you speak. So if you were to just tomorrow say these words, it's not too late to accomplish everything God has placed in my heart. I have not missed my window of opportunity. God has moments of favor and seasons of blessings for me in the new year. In fact, it's so good, why don't we all say it together? Grab the card that you received today, and let's just practice saying this. So when you say it tomorrow, you're like, oh, I already practiced this. I can do it in the game, because I already practiced. You already put it away in your purse and in your pocket and all that, but grab it back out. 2024 declaration, you ready? You ready? Here we go. It's not too late to accomplish everything God has placed in my heart. I have not missed my window of opportunity. God has moments of favor and seasons of blessings for me in the new year. Amen? Just keep saying it, keep believing it, then it's gonna happen this is how, this is how God, when I started here 40 years ago, for, and what God's done in my life in 40 years would take me days to tell you all the stories, but I can, I'm standing here telling you, this is what I've seen God do. I've seen God do amazing, incredible, unbelievable things. I've seen opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I'll tell you just one. I wanted to come back to New England. And there was an opportunity for me to pastor a church in Saugus, which is just north of Boston. And I thought this must be God's will for my life because I could get season tickets to the Celtics and the Bruins, pastor a church, go up fishing in Marblehead. I had a pretty good idea of how this would work. Summer in Cape Cod, sounds good. And then this guy, contacted me, this is all pre-email pre and cell phones and all that stuff 30 years ago, and said, I'd like to have lunch with you. And we had lunch, and I'm leaving a lot of stuff out, but we had lunch, and he said to me, what do you think about starting a church in Richmond, Virginia? And in my mind, I didn't say this to him, I'm thinking, no way am I going to do that but I'll wait so you pay the bill for lunch and we can end as friends. But that is never going to happen because I'm not starting a church from scratch when I could get a nice church already and, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
But turns out God had a plan and I followed that plan and it was incredible what God did and what God is still doing now so that now I wrote an article a couple days ago and Fox News published it and millions of people read it. I do a verse of the day on the Bible app and millions of people in one little two-minute teaching from the Bible, millions of people. I started out speaking to a handful of people that my father-in-law was like, well, let's send them to some of the other new birth churches first. Let's send them to Agawam and Belchertown, the small ones, you know, the kid can preach there. Someday we'll let them get in the big church. And so I started here and look what God did. And what God did for me, he can do for you. Maybe not the same particulars. Does that really matter? It doesn't matter. It only matters whatever makes you happy. Whatever it is that fulfills your dreams in your heart. Amen? Whatever those are. God can do it. But you have to be looking for it. And if you look for it, you're going to find it. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.